Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are on episode, you ready for this? Two hands twice. 20. 20. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, that was lame, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Down and Up. The Down and Up. Welcome to Looney Tunes. There we go. How are you, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, much better than you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> We're leaving that in, by the way. Uh, we have to. It, it's just it's, it's it's the natural can't. flow. They can't get rid of it. I mean, that's so that's the fun thing about doing uh, the recordings. Like, so here it is Wednesday night. This is when we typically do our recordings. And this is the fun thing about it because you can actually cut it and edit it. And we typically don't. don't. <laughs> no. We just too much fun. Yep. But, it's, uh, been, uh, it's been a busy week. I mean, since we recorded last week, it's, it literally seems like recording last week with Patrick was like yesterday. There's been yeah. so much that's gone on. I mean, you you came out to California for the blink of an eye so that I you did? could make sure you tiptoed and didn't catch COVID and ran back to Arizona. And- mask-free, baby. Mask-free still. Completely mask-free. I have yet to wear a mask. And if you don't like that and you think I'm un-American or you think that I'm like, I don't care about other people because I don't wear a mask, screw you. Uh, sorry. That was my little rant. But listen, I, I yeah, I, I'm very proud that I am. I made it through California for two days, and I made it through Las Vegas for a day. Completely COVID and completely mask-free. There you go. I'm absolutely proud of that. But, dude, it's wonderful seeing you, bro. I'm so glad that you I mean you work right there right by Marty's Cigar Shop where we were. You swung in. You said hi. Yeah. We had a smoke, dude. We had a couple smokes. Mm-hmm. What a great time. And Andrew Van Dyke came by. Yeah, Andy showed up there. It, it was cool. It, honestly, it was my first time ever going to Marty's, which is like, wait, Marty's has been there for so long. And yeah, it was the first time. And it's like 1.3 miles down the road from my work. And I'm like, wait, I've never been to Marty's. What is wrong with me? And now it's like, oh, I remember we were sitting in there and I look up and I see one of the signs. And it was, uh, I don't remember what the line was anymore, but it was an older cigar line that had been around for a long time. And Cuesta Del Rey or something like that. Cuesta Del Rey. That's what it was. And I look and I go, dude, that's an old poster. And you're like, uh, yeah, this place has been here that long. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, no, I knew Marty's had been there for quite some time. But it was cool to be able to, I mean, hang out, to get to see you, to hang out with Andrew, because he's going to be hitting the road, moving pretty soon here. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it just, it was it was nice to be able to sit in a lounge again here in, you know, Southern California and be able to hang out with people and enjoy a good smoke. Yeah, dude, it was awesome, man, getting to see everybody. And, uh Marty's is in my hometown of Glendora, California, dude. That's where I was. That's where I was born in San Dimas, but I, it's where I grew up. Was in Glendora, California, and I tell you, it seems like the downtown Glendora area is like stuck in time. Yes, some, some of the shop faces have changed, and some of the things have changed. There's been a couple of buildings remodeled here and there, but for the most part, it's like it's so stuck in time. There's still the gumdrop freaking uh, uh, what are they ficus trees out front? All mm-hmm. they're lining the whole thing with the little twinkly lights in them, man. It's just such like a little mulberry type town. It is. Uh, 
you know, and I'm waiting, like, I, I really wasn't worried about somebody like pulling me over for not wearing my mask outside because I think Barney Fife was like off the clock at that time. And, or maybe he dropped his bullet out of his pocket and was trying to find it. I just wasn't worried about it. Cause it's just such a small little like Barney Fife town. It's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. I miss it. Yeah. It's, it's a great town. I, I mean, I, I visit it frequently to go pick up lunch and do different things. And so I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm just a stone's throw from it when I'm at work. So it's a great town. But uh, we uh, enjoyed some good cigars there and some good company. But speaking yeah. of cigars, what uh, I am smoking tonight is the Dapper Cigars El Borracho uh, Natural Toro, I believe, is the one that I have. And I'm looking for the wrapper. And, of course, El Borracho. El Borracho. And Dapper Cigars, um, Ian makes great stuff. And so I'm having the uh, El Borracho Natural Toro yeah, box press first name basis now. Oh. Yeah, this is uh, Ian. I, I know him personally. I don't. I talked to him on the phone. I could, I could, I could go to that. I have his phone number, so that means of like we're we're like this. We're in. We're, yeah, we're yeah. best bros. We're phone buddies, man. We're iPhone buddies. There we go. Well, no, I have yeah. Android, so we're not even that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, you're on the dark side. Uh, isn't that isn't that kind of weird? Like how once you have somebody in your iPhone or your Facebook friends, like is it, I, I really feel like it's 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 strange how. Social media, for the most part, seems like it has changed what a friend is and yes. what a person considers a friend. Like, listen, I, I don't know. I've got whatever, how many ever followers on Facebook, you know, and I call them followers because not every one of them are my friends. I mean, half the ones, like when I scroll through the list, I'm like, I don't know you? who the hell this is. Yeah. yeah. But like there was a period in time when I was doing a lot of social media marketing for, you know, a different company I was working with. And it was just like, ooh, friend request, click, ooh, friend request, click, ooh, friend request, like just accept, 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 accept. Um, I don't know the last time I really looked at my friend request list, but I, I was thinking about this the other day, dude, like why did has social media ruined what a friend is? Well, I mean, I, I look at my friends list and it's since doing down to the nub and getting into cigars and reviews and all yeah. for the last couple of years, the last couple of months, especially, it seems like every Tom, Dick and Harry has started a private Facebook group that. I get invited to, and it's it's nice. Some of them I contribute to, some of them I look at, and I go, sure. it's just it's just not at my alley. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'll get a friend request from somebody, and I look, and I'll go, okay, I've got 47 mutual friends, and then I'll click and look at who the mutual friends are, and I'm like, I only know by name six of these people, <laughs> but they're all considered my friends. Right. How did I get to this point? But yeah, I mean, I think to a certain degree, you know, Facebook and Instagram, oh, I have this many followers. No, they don't follow you. They just look at what you post. They're not following right. you like a lost puppy. But right. I, I think social media to a certain degree has very much redefined what a friend is because now a friend is someone that you, you know, your thumbs do the talking and you, yeah. even when you're sitting next to each other in a restaurant, your thumbs are still doing the talking or you're talking to another friend. And it's just like, yeah, the the definition of that has completely changed in the last 10 years. Yeah, I don't even know how many friends I have. As a matter of fact, it makes me curious. I wonder if, if I click, I don't think it'll change anything. I think I can go to another screen here. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how many friends I have on my page because I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think it's really, really freaking interesting. So let me go to my Facebook real quick. Play cue music. Do, 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 do. I'll tell you. Where is this? Mine, or I'll tell you. Mine, if you tell me that, well, I, I totally screwed that saying up. Yeah, you dude, you jacked that up good. You're doing good tonight. I am. I have not yes. had enough beer, evidently. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, 909 friends right now. 
uh, on my Facebook. And then if I look at my friend requests, I think that's this little people up here. Oh my God, dude. I don't even know how many friend requests. Holy shit. Never mind. I don't even want to look at this anymore. Uh, that's scary. So probably another 909. But so 909 friend requests or friends on Facebook, right? Friends. Friends. Mm -hmm. This is what I was thinking about the other day. So like I've been a little bit absent from Facebook lately. And, and normally I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the groups. So I'm talking. I'm chatty. Like you just gave me some news about one of our our mutual friends that we know yeah. through Cigar World, um, and <clears throat> um, but and, and so it kind of shows you where I've been. Like I haven't been on it much lately. I, you know, if you even look at my Instagram lately, I haven't been posting a lot. I've kind of been been a little bit distanced because just because I'm tired of all the excuse my French, but I'm tired of all the bullshit out there right now. I'm just tired. Of, I'm tired of the hype. I'm, you know, whether it's real or it's not, you believe it or not, I don't care. I'm just tired of the the fear mongering that's going on out there, and I, you get so much of that from social media. And, and I'm just, I'm done. So like, I'm kind of stay, taking a step back. I'm spending more time with my family, more time on my business. So the whole point of all that is, is like, if I'm gone for a period of time from Facebook, an, an extended period of time, how many people you think reach out? How many of my friends do you think reach out and say, "Hey, buddy, are you doing okay?" Take or a even while guess. gone, or even yeah. know that you're gone. Take a wild guess how many messages I've gotten, or people that have reached out either by text or you know, message or DM, whatever you call those things. Half of a tenth of a percent. Yeah, well, now you're getting all like weird numbers, man. That's math. It's way too late and too hard for that kind of stuff. But it's it's less than a handful, I'm sure. Yeah, it's been like four people. Mm -hmm. Four, bro. Like honestly, and if I count text messages and stuff like that, let's let's call it six. So out of 909 people that are my friends, it's six people. Why are, and listen, I'm guilty of the same thing too. Like, I, I mean, have I reached out to most of these people? I honestly, I don't even pay attention. I don't um, even notice when they disappear. I'll see people post and be like, right. that week away was so refreshing. I'm like, oh, you took a week away. Nothing against you. Not that I don't care about right. you. But I didn't know you were gone. I had no idea. And, and like, so it, it kind of makes me, wonder like have we changed the definition of what a friend is because there's certain people that i will reach out and say hey man are you, how are you doing and it's not even because i see them posting or don't posting or whatever's going on it's just because like we've talked back and forth we chatted we've actually developed a real friendship and so then that person pops up in my brain you know in this little wet noodle of mine that dances around be in between these skull plates and, <laughs> it, and it's like i go oh what's up with that cat man i wonder how he's doing and or how she's doing and i just reach out and just peck away at the keyboard a little bit and usually we have another discussion and you find out you know it's really interesting to find out about that when somebody pops up in my noodle man i find out and if i message them that there's something going on yes they either had a great success or they have a major problem and they just need somebody to reach out and talk them off a cliff I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to somebody and they're like, I actually do like this happened, that happened. I'm having a rough time, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And it's like, wow. You know, to me, like, and I know I'm going on here, but to me, that's, that's something bigger than me. Like I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, um, uh, warriors and wild men podcasts. Dude, those guys are blowing my mind. And if you're a pansy, don't listen to it because you're going to hate them. Um, they call out a bunch of stuff, dude, that it just, it'll rub you. If you're, if you're a total lefty, uh, a liberal, or if you're a total pansy, which is kind of the same, uh, don't listen to it, please. For the love of God, don't listen. Cause or do maybe you'll learn something. Um, but like, I, I've been learning a lot about that. Just like, dude, I think that's God getting in my head, dude. And saying, Hey bro, oh, you need to reach out to somebody. 
Yeah, uh, I, I totally take that as the Holy Spirit because I've had those times too where a name will pop in your head and it's somebody that I haven't talked with in literally like a year and a half because yeah. they've, they've got a family, they're doing great, you know, and, and they just pop in and it's like, oh, hey, I haven't talked to this person like a year and a half. Shoot them a text message. Oh, so great to hear from you. And then you just hear and catch up, which is great. I love that, you know, part about sure. it. But I'm convinced that that's the Holy Spirit where it's God's like, no, you, you just need to reach out to that person right now. You don't know why or what you'll do is they'll come across your mind and within a day or two, they'll reach out to you. And then you're like, yes. wait, you were just in my head like two days that ago. Trip. And, and I mean, I had one of my best friends do that probably three, four weeks ago when, you know, COVID was going on, all these different things. And I literally took a video of myself riding my motorcycle. Don't worry. I wasn't holding my phone for everybody. That's like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> no, 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 hold on. I'm thinking with that visual, dude. And, and so it's in my phone, you know, in the holder on my motorcycle and I just hit record and, and I'm riding down the freeway and it's a buddy that I used to ride with. He used to own a Harley and different things. And so I just shot him or I was, I recorded a video and was just saying, Hey, hope you're doing well. Miss you, buddy. Love you. And didn't send it when I got to work as I'm pulling out of work that day, he calls me, Hey, how's it going? What's up? And I was like, dude, I totally meant to send you a video today. That's the funniest thing that you called me, but it's, yeah. it, it's crazy how that works, but it's cool how that works. I mean, you talk about the number of friends you know, and you're at 900 and maybe I shouldn't share my number because <laughs> I'm only at two. It's, it, it's, well, it's, it's the opposite. It's a realization that I have 2,307 friends on Facebook. Yeah. And, and then I look and I go, how many of them do I really know? Yeah. I mean, like truly really know, or how many of them are just not even an acquaintance. Oh, I heard of that person's name three years ago when I was interested in this hobby. And so I followed right. the person that did that page. I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything at all, but I mean, what I have seen some of my friends on Facebook do, and I think it's a great thing is like every quarter or every six months they go through and they just delete. If, if you're not someone that either agrees with my perspective and I mean, everyone's got their own prerogative on that one, or I haven't talked to you, sorry, you know, you're gone. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because it's yeah. getting back to your original thing. It, it is at, at what point do we go, they're a true friend or they're labeled as a friend. I mean, how going back to MySpace days when Tom was the first friend everybody had and was like, Hey, Tom's my friend. He founded MySpace. This is the coolest thing. Did he ever interact? No. Did he ever send a message other than welcome to MySpace? No. Did you ever do anything else with him? No. Then why even call him a friend? Because that was more of a message than most people ever sent you as a friend that you had on MySpace. That's true. Think about it. Tom sent you, dude. Okay, Tom on MySpace sent me more messages. More messages. Now my you're talking like me. My batteries are getting low. Tom on MySpace <laughs> hey, sent more messages uh, than 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 shit. Ninety five percent of the people that I have as friends on Facebook. And listen, I I only have like. It's interesting because I, I stopped accepting friend requests a long time ago, unless I'm actively looking for one. Yeah. Um, because I just got to that point, and and I listen. I would do a cleanse too if I had the time, and if I really cared that much. Like I, I just to me, it's like Facebook is just one of those things that's out there. When I first started with it, I cared, and it's not that I don't care about the people that are there because I do. And I genuinely met a lot of really amazing people. Yep. And it always it always seems so crass when you say like I don't care because there's always that one person out there or probably 520 of the 9 909 that are going to sit there and go, "You don't care about me? 
you don't care about me. Like, if you feel that way, just unfriend me right now for the love of God, please. Because you should know by now I'm black and white if you're actually my friend and there is no gray area with me. Um, but and if it bothers you, then actually reach out and be a friend. Yeah, listen, dude, I used to go on and like, oh, happy birthday to whatever your name is. Like, I stopped. Like, I just completely stopped. I don't say happy birthday to almost anybody anymore except for my dad because I happen to be in town. Dad, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, but you know, he knows I breakfast, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I bought him breakfast and we went out, but you know, I wouldn't have driven out there just for his birthday. Um, I was out there for other things and happened to laugh. Dad, I love you, I swear. Um, (laughs) but I I would have called him, you know, but oh yeah. I was writing happy birthday to people, and then you would get that message. This is a message I would get from people. Oh, you never said happy birthday to me, but you said happy birthday to, to to Johnny jojo and i'm like bro i sorry not so i don't freaking so i just quit i just stopped dude i stopped like any happy birthdays anniversary like, any bullshit unless i come across the freaking post and i'm like happy birthday to you too like, and i don't really expect it on my end i don't need a happy birthday from you for me to be to feel good about myself i, I don't need all these friends for me to feel good about myself nope. to me this is an opportunity to meet real people and solid people and, and I'll be honest, it is an opportunity to do some marketing. Oh, um, yeah. Let's just be honest and let's just call it what it is. Because if I'm not saying that, then I'm lying. But there's a it's reason op- it's called social media because it is a media outlet. Yeah. And I get to build some really cool relationships and I get to meet some really cool people. And I'm super excited about that. And listen, I love when I go to an area and like, hey, guys, I'm going to be here. And like, you know, you come over from work. Andy Van Dyke comes over and hangs out. We're there with James from Sinistro. We're all chilling over there at Woody's, man. What a great time that was, and I freaking love it, man. It's awesome. I love and I appreciate everybody that I've had the pleasure of building a relationship with. So I'm not taking away from that. No. But the other the other freaking group of you that is there and sending friend requests, not even knowing who the hell I am because we have friends in common, seriously, stop it. Stop it. It's not a popularity contest. Like, Let's use this stuff for what it is. I don't know. Rant over. I'm – Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll backtrack 30 seconds. Speaking of oh birthdays, producer, <laughs> producer Drew had his birthday yesterday. So by yes. the time this airs, belated happy birthday to producer Drew, who's part of the cigar mechanic uh, brokerage and team. So happy birthday to him. He's now from um, <laughs> I don't know how old he is, so I just made it up. But um, uh, what is he, 30? I don't freaking know either, dude. 30, sure Facebook will tell me, though. 36, 37? I don't know. I don't know who cares? Yep. It's a number. But you mentioned <laughs> that when we were at Marty's, we did get to hang out with uh, James with Sinistro. And uh, you you happened to be smoking a cigar from a certain Sinistro manufacturer. Yeah, buddy. Last Cowboy Connecticut right here, buddy. And you have that in the Corona, which you are sort of, you know, uh, fond of, you could say. Yeah, it's- it's more like a like a Lonsdale kind of, but it's uh it's it's a little bit bigger than a Corona, I believe. I I need to look at the price sheets and stuff again to see exactly what's what. I've been a little busy. Um, Wait, so but, so uh, price sheets? What what? Why would why would you be concerned with price sheets? Um, because I want to know what things cost. Because. Oh, are you trying to get something out of me? Are you trying to get me to tell people something right now? Maybe. You I don't have price sheets. I can send them to you. I don't need them. No, actually, I can't. You don't have a tobacco license. <laughs> uh, 
No, because we brought them on board. We we decided yeah. to partner with them in the brokerage, and so we brought on Sinistro Cigars. We've got a, a a handful of the states. We're working towards a couple more of the other states that we'd like to have in the brokerage. Um, but yeah, we just brought them on. I'm waiting for my samples to show up, dude. We've got all the pricing sheets and marketing material, and smoking through the lineup, dude, to, to see what they're all you know all about. I've smoked them before, but James is an awesome dude. He is. It was so cool getting to hang out with him. And I sat down and I was getting ready to get a cigar. And, you know, he hands you his bag of cigars that he had there. And, you know, you hand him over to me. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. And I, I picked out the one that you're smoking right now, the the last Cowboy Connecticut Corona. And yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a good mild plus getting close to medium, but not quite there. But good flavor, good draw. I, I really enjoyed it. And then I handed the bag right over to uh, Andy and he picked one out. And I think he had the Mr. White. Uh, which he enjoyed. And I mean, yeah, it was, but it was, it was great hanging out with James because that's one of the blessings. And, and, and I know you would use the same word. That's one of the blessings about being able to network with people in the cigar industry is we get to network and meet people. Now, granted, I wouldn't have called up James and been like, Hey, come meet me at Marty's. Cause you and him were there and, you know, taking care of other things, but it's just cool to be able to network and meet people and get rid of this what some people would probably look at as like the stigma of like, wait, you got to have a cigar from who, wait, he handed you one from his own personal back. The dude handed me a cigar. I'm appreciative. I'm not downplaying the fact that I appreciate the cigar, sure, sure. but there isn't this like, Oh my gosh, wait, I'm never throwing away this cigar band. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to this cello forever <laughs> because it's just community. It's having fun, but it's, I know that was the dumbest thing to say, but it, it's just, I, I had a different thought going in my mind and I'm, I'm not going to say it because this, uh, well, this isn't a family show. Cause if your family is watching this and they're under 21, this is not a family show. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I had, I had some different thoughts in my mind. I'll keep it to myself. There we go. But it was fun getting to hang out with him and get into talk with him and, you know, just, just hang out for a couple hours and meet him. And he's just a great guy down to earth. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, sharing stories of, you know, his experiences in the industry so far and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, we had some great laughs and it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. And he really is a good dude. And I mean, listen, I always love this because I mean, I'm in the industry, right? I mean, so it's like, I'm there for a meeting with him and like, we're talking business, blah, blah, blah. You show up and like, awesome. You know, cause I was like, Hey, do come on over. We're going to be here. And you're like, I'm right down the road. The wife, you said it was okay. I got permission. I had her sign the piece of paper with the release form. Uh, and for the field trip it was approved. Yeah. Yeah. I gave her a back rub, rubbed her feet so that she'd let me go. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you didn't go through all that. Uh, but anyways, like, you know, you showed up and it was really cool because, and I always see, I always love this because like, I've kind of gotten used to this. I've been around the industry for quite a while now We've had the brokerage for uh, almost two and a half years now. Uh, but even before the brokerage, I've been around the industry long enough. And I, I'm always like, I'm kind of used to them just like handing you the bag or giving you cigars of what they have. That's just kind of what they do, right? That's par for the course. And I don't, I'm not saying I expect it, no. uh, but it just, you just kind of know it's going to happen, um, which is, I guess is expecting it. But it's always kind of funny because like, you know, he hands it, you know, he hands the bag over to me. Right. And then it's like, I, I hand it to you and you're kind of like, oh, like, oh, really? Like, you know, it, it's kind of cute almost in a way because you're not as used to it. So you're like a little surprised. And and you got to admit, dude, there's that little bit of like giddiness. It was fun because it was never, for me, it wasn't expected. And I sure wasn't going to ask because obviously you don't walk up sure. and just ask somebody for, hey, bro, can I get a cigar? Because you're, you know, Sinistro. But right. it was one of the things where it was just, it, it fell in line with what 
other people I've been able to meet and, and obviously not that it's a vast list, but other manufacturers and people that I've gotten to meet and hang out with, right. it just falls in line with that's just the, that's the culture. That's the environment, yeah. just what they do. And yeah, part of it was like, Oh, Hey, cool. You know, and I posted, Hey, you know, got this from, you know, the man James himself and wanted to share yeah. that I was smoking it for the first time. Uh, but it, it, it was a little bit of the, oh, wow, that's cool. He handed me one. I, yeah. Like, you handed me the bag, and I was just like, oh, uh, 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 I, I guess I'll smoke. It's almost, like handing, it's almost like handing somebody your newborn baby. You know, they're like, oh, oh what, what, do I, what, do I, what do I do with this thing for like a minute? And, and it's perfectly okay to have that little like, the kind of like, oh, what, what do I do with this? It's like, take a cigar out of it. And then like you hand it back to me. I was like, we're not going to each take a cigar out of the bag and not give one to Andy. So I hand it over to Hedra and you're just going, oh, okay. And just out of respect, you handed it back to me, right? Yeah, um, because I'm and, sure not going to give away somebody else's cigars. Right. And so that I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm just kind of used to it. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, pass it around, you know? And I was like, oh, shit, I should probably ask James. <laughs> but I know he didn't care. You know, I've known James for a little while now and, you know, but it's. And he gave, it, he gave, you know, me and Andy another one to take with us. And he gave yeah. me the last name Maduro and he was yeah, like, Andy and I. Right now. And yeah, see that rubbed off from <laughs> dang it. But yes, but, but we each, you know, got to take, uh, you know, a little bit more home and, and it was just cool because Andy certainly doesn't expect it. And he had the, you didn't see it, but when he had handed the band, the bag back, you and James were talking and I looked at him and I was like, it's a car. And he, he had this like sort of goofy grin on his face. Like, dude, I just got one. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it's it was like okay i see his expression you saw my expression you're like guys it's just normal it's just how it goes <laughs> yeah and it, and it just but it, it is funny like the longer you're in something the more that just kind of becomes normal because i remember when i first met rocky patel years and years and years ago and he handed me a cigar this is back before the fda said that you couldn't do these types of things now obviously in that shop you guys had made a purchase that's why he gave you the cigar we were also in a meeting to try these cigars because we're talking yeah. about some other things potentially coming up mm -hmm. uh, and um i i guess i may let the cat out of the bag that he may or may not be on the show here pretty soon with us james um yep but well, and and because of all the things that you have just said he wanted to be able to have uh, it wanted us to be able to have a tangible experience of sure. knowing what it's like. And so that's part of the business. there's nothing illegal about sending cigars or giving cigars to people to review no. or to have on the show to be prepared. Right. And so, you know, but, but that's not something that everybody's used to, especially a guy like, you know, like Andy Van Dyke. And, you know, so like, you know, that that's something that he's just not used to. So I remember back in the day when Rocky first gave that to what that cigar to me, and I still have the box that he signed back then because back then it was kind of like, you're Rocky Patel, you know, like that's kind of mm -hmm. cool sign this for me you know it's it was in those rookie years of in the cigars and then like as i started kind of getting to know people more and more and it, it just became uh it, it just became different and it's not that i don't appreciate it and it's it's sure. not but i see them as you know at the beginning you kind of see them as somebody higher right um and then you, you know to me it's like i kind of see them like we're all on the same plane we're all here together like and maybe it's just my age and I just don't give a shit anymore. Or maybe part of it is just because I've been around the industry enough, but I love seeing that transition. And I still, but what I really love seeing is that like that young excitement in someone's eyes still, because it shows like, and it, and it kind of like, you can see the little sprout of like what this community is all about popping out of that guy's, you know, out of like Andy's eyes, like, you know, Andrew's eyes are like kind of like lit up. And that's that little excitement that brings the community alive, you know? 
And I, I love seeing that, dude. It's just so neat to, to look around and, and, and see people at events and, you know, in scenarios like us over at Woody's, dude, to, like, just get that little giddy little girl excitement, even if for just a split second. Yeah, and it was fun, and that's where where me having been in the event industry for as long as I have and worked with a lot of different people from, you know, A-list celebrities and all the way through respected in their industry and different things like that musicians all that people have looked at me and they're like wait you you've worked with this person you've worked i mean i've right. worked with you know people that are well known musically you know i worked on an event where usher recorded name dropping and, and Don't start uh, name dropping oh, and and you know but with different people and so and so you know and it's funny because my staff at work when they you know when i first started working they're like okay you know not grilling me like what have you done what's yeah. your experience and they're like you know tell us what you've actually done as opposed to oh, i worked on an event with this and i did that that's right. so why i shared some of it and so now they all make fun of me because you know i've worked on events with certain different celebrities yeah. for me it's one of those things where it's just another day at work because yeah. it's just another day at work the difference between the event industry and what I've done for the last two decades and the cigar industry is, is now it's just adapting. I mean, I walked in and saw James and I was like, okay, cool. It's James. It wasn't any awkward, like, yeah. uh, Oh, uh, hi. You know, we, he stood yeah. up and Hey, what's he going me. <laughs> and, and nothing, nothing crazy, you know, about it at all. Uh, but it's then adapting the different cultural norms that are in the cigar industry and getting familiar with how those work. Because I'm used to them in the the concerts and the public right. event venues and all that sector. But you know now with the cigar industry, it's just gaining an understanding and, and a familiarity with what the the cultural norms are for the cigar sure. industry. So can I tell you? I'm going to name drop one. Name drop one, just one. When I was a young teenager, okay. I actually did all of the audio for Jesus. No way. Yep. How? I swear. With, with the high school group, man, I did the audio. I, I ran the soundboard for uh, for the high school group, for the high school services at church. So I got to do audio for Jesus. There you go. Well, then I've done video directing for Jesus. <laughs> we might have crossed paths before. No way. We could be brothers. Dude, we we both we both took care of entertainment stuff for the man, for the man, for the absolute man right there. I just I, I just love that man. So I, I, mean, I took one thing giddy. away, absolutely. And I took one thing away from what you said a second ago. There was actually a time when the cigar mechanic or cigar mechanic, not the cigar mechanic, when cigar mechanic had a little bit of Matt Hashimoto in him. <laughs> oh, I didn't have Matt Hashimoto in me. <laughs> Come on. I'm not admitting to that. This is a family show, damn it. <laughs> oh, if yeah. were the case, it would just be have to be a little because <laughs> that is true. So you, you, you see now I got that around. Yeah, it's but there was there was the giddiness of Matt Hashimoto like when he got to hang out with the legend in his eyes of cigar mechanic himself. See, now that's weird for me. Like that, that's something that's become, and I know that like, I know as a brokerage and, and as for cigar mechanic, as a brokerage, we're doing something different than any brokerage has ever done. And I know that we're doing the marketing. So I know the names out there. I know people, you know, for the most part know that I'm the face behind the, the brand, um, you know, that I, that I created it, that, you know, I've grown it, done the marketing for it. And it's it's interesting that when people meet me and they they might know the logo and not know who I am and they're like oh you're cigar mechanic it's like no cigar mechanic is the logo on my shirt 
I'm Big B or Brandon Wells. Um, but it, it is, I mean, I've had people ask me for an autograph and I was like, dude, I sell cigars at wholesale, but then I have to flash back and remember like how I looked at some of the brokers, even in, in just in my local area. Now I know that I'm much more wider spread than that because of the marketing that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and by we, I mean me, but I know that I'm much more, I would we say we, like, my whole team, I've got this marketing team behind me and I'm we're this big conglomerate thing. No, we're not. It's, it's, it's been, been me. And I, I know that it's widespread. So it is weird to like walk into a lounge somewhere and they're like, Oh, cigar mechanic? Do you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, I, I know that guy. He's kind of an asshole. Um, you know, and it's me. And they finally figure out, you know, like, <laughs> do I have a sticker? Yeah, for $5. Like, all right, I think I'm kidding. Here's a sticker. Jeez, I mean, like, have some fun. <laughs> yeah, will you sign it? Like, that, that, okay, how do I sign it? Like, do I sign I mean, honestly, like, I'm asking now, like, because I don't even know how to, I just kind of scribble. Like, do I do I write my name? Do I write cigar mechanic? How do I you sign it? And hope that they don't take that and put it onto a check. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I need like a, a celebrity signature, and then I need a check signature or something. Because in this industry, it's such a small industry that you yeah. like. You know, a guy like James becomes like a little mini celebrity in the industry, and you know, you've got you know Pete Johnson and the Rocky Patels and the Nick Malios and you know all these guys that you know. I mean. And then you have some of like the guys that are up and coming, you know, you've got the Luis Cuevas and everybody knows Eric Espinosa. So you've got these like little rock stars and it's, then you have your local ones, which are your brokers and your reps that everybody knows. So you go to an event, that's the dude handing you a free cigar or that's the dude that got Nick Malio there or got Luis Cuevas there. And, you know, it's like, but with the marketing that we've been, that we've done, it's like, I'm seeing cigar mechanics start coming up to the like, that manufacturer's celebrity level and it's it's weird and it's humbling but it's weird i I just don't know (laughs) when you guys have done i I say you guys and obviously i'm including drew in that now but you you've done because you're in so many different states and having a broad regional area of impact for the industry and people across the country. I mean, there, there's another broker that's on the East Coast that, you know, reps Casa Cuevas just like you do. And, you know, Joseph's a great guy and all those different things. And he's got his brokerage and all that. But even there, it's like, okay, there's familiarity because the brand has been built and because there yeah. is familiarity because of the time that's in there unlike someone like myself where i've got the same first name as two other people that are much larger in the industry than i am and i mean i've told the story before when i called jack Tarano about the pacific cigar show and said hey it's tim long he goes tim wong i said no no no, tim long with pacific yeah. cigar show and he goes oh i was wondering why tim wong would call me you know you say <laughs> tim tim jack tim wong is one of your reps yeah. <laughs> but but no, yeah i was like well well, uh, it's it's me, uh, but you know, there's there's Tim Wong, there's Tim Swanson, you know, there's other Tims in the industry, and I'm I'm just you know I'm 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 Cigar Show Tim, the the little review channel that you know does this and does down to the nub and does all those different things, but 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 I'm here, but it's fine with me, and I I I enjoy the fact that they're at whatever level God allows this to become and you know my review channel with tobacco talk on Thursdays and all those different things to be able to interact with people that still will reach out to me and go hey I want to send you these cigars to try out they're from you know my personal collection I've enjoyed them tell me what you think 
and have people go, man, that review was awesome. But also have people that are in, you know, the similar sphere of influence, if you will, and they've got larger channels than mine significantly because mine just started. Uh, but, you know, people that are other reviewers that are in the game that are doing really, really well, some we've had on our, um, you know, on our lives and different things, whether it's Cigar Titans or Ron Real or, you know, different people that are doing great things, but it's cool to be in that sphere with them and they'll reach out and go, hey, what did you think of this? And I'll get an instant message and, hey, I'm smoking this one, you reviewed it. Yeah. Like, what did you really think? It's just cool that there is that that familial atmosphere, regardless of what level each other is at, there is still that that commonality of like, hey, I still respect your input and your opinion. So, so you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I'll reach out to you if I got questions. There's no... Right division or like oh i i can't talk to that person no that's it's not how it is at all no and i think that's you know it, it some people get to that point and that's that's yes. kind of becomes a problem and I, I think um you know i look at i look at my my life and you know it's so easy to look back right and and say okay and, and real quick i think i think the phrase hindsight is 2020 is going to change after this year honestly yeah, uh <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants to be associated like, oh, hindsight is absolute dark shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> hindsight is uh, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like hindsight is no longer twenty twenty after twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, but you know, looking back, like, it's interesting always for me to look back and say, okay, where you know, when you're in the midst of the of the stuff, like it's hard to see God working in your life. Yeah, and looking back, I go, I went through all these different processes in my life to prepare for where I am today. Because had had I reached and ha had we done this, uh, had I done Cigar Mechanic Brokerage, probably even just eight or ten years ago, there would have been a level of arrogance and cockiness that would have come out of me. Um, because I thought, you know, growing up as a, as, as a, you know, obviously as a young kid, you don't grow up as an old kid. That's but true. except for one of my friend's peaches. But uh, he's, like a reverse, he's like a reverse Benjamin Button, I'm telling you. But um, that was a great growing movie. up. Growing up in my younger years, man, I, I really had a lot of low self-confidence. Um, and then, then I went through a lot of like personal development and I thought, oh, this is what confidence is. And it became arrogance and cockiness. And so when, you know, when I was 24 years old and running four companies and making really damn good money and, you know, operating all these things and, you know, pretty much having whatever I wanted, I was a cocky SOB, man. Like I was arrogant and cocky. And I, I mean, this was me. I own this world. I did everything. It's all me. And then I got humbled and I got humbled hard. I mean, I'm talking like freaking UFC, like freaking kick to the head type humbled and uh, almost lost everything. Mm. And now it's like, that humility is there and to be able to step back and to have good friends like yourself and say, Hey man, if you ever see me getting arrogant or cocky, please just like, I'll pay for the plane ticket, come over and kick me in the nuts yep. because like something's got to straighten me out. And cause it's so easy to get there, dude. It is so just incredibly easy. And I, it's sad to see when it happens because there's some great people that have done such great things and could have such great impact and they let the arrogance get in the way. Yep. And I think to a certain degree, guys, especially when they get into their early to mid twenties, there's a phase that they go through depending on what job they have and what's going on. That that's almost one of those unfortunate seasons of life that you have to go through to learn how to be a humble man and humble about what you have. Cause I went through a season yeah. like 
you where God took away my job and I went unemployed and struggled and all sorts of crazy stuff because I defined myself by what my job was. Well, I do this. So that's who I am. No, no, yeah. no. That, that's what God allows me to do so he can provide for me. That's not who I am. And I had to go through a humbling season like that with unemployment and all sorts of craziness. Oh, yeah. Realize that, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not as cool as my head tells me I am because I'm just not cool. I am me, and I just need to be me and appreciate what I have. Yeah, I mean, dude, like we went from we went from, you know, about half a million dollars a year of income down to welfare within a matter of a couple of years. And I just could not, and I remember like, I just held on to my arrogance and my cockiness. Uh, I would not go into the grocery store to use food stamps. I would rather starve. I would just would rather starve. I could not go in. And you know, so my wife had to go in because I just couldn't do it. I would sit out in the car and wait for her. And yeah. I, it just, there's no way because I was too proud. I was too arrogant. I was too cocky. And like, now I don't, man, I don't give a shit. What you think of me, dude? Like, I just don't care. And, yep. you know, and, and I feel like it's weird to look back and just see how all of that is a preparation for something much greater that's coming along. And to me, it makes me excited because like, what, what am I being prepared for now? Yeah. What's, what's coming up in the future? Is this where, you know, is this where I'm meant to land and is this my future or is there something much greater coming that, that can have more impact or would this have an impact in a greater way than I could even imagine? I just don't know, but you know what? Here's the thing. I, I just feel like, I, I just feel like I'm not in the driver's seat as much. Like I feel like, you know, I have a lot of choices and, but I'm being navigated by something greater than me at this point. And, and yeah. my belief in God has become stronger. Uh, <clears throat> my, my, passion and my care for my family has gotten stronger. The uh, relationships that I'm building and the friends that I have, it's just amazing because the people that were attracted to my life back then were not good people. Yeah. Um, and they'll reach out every once in a while now too, like, Hey buddy, what's going on? I'm like, Oh man, just busy working, doing this thing. Hey, why don't we hang out? Like, Oh, maybe that's not a good idea. You know? Yeah. And they, they almost like can get that sense right away of this is not the same Brandon that I knew before. And I can't drag them down in the pits of hell with me anymore. And all of a sudden, like, they stop chatting with me. And almost almost right away, like, I'll get another message from somebody like yourself or, like, William or Chapin. Somebody, like, bing, pops up. And I'm like, ah, oh, he's still here. And I look and it's like, oh, what's up, dude? I'm having a great day myself. Like, and all of a sudden, I have all the time in the world to chat with somebody. But when the other person was there, I'm being deflected and blocked. Like, I just didn't want anything to do with it. Well, and, and someone that's stuck in that mentality usually goes towards when you don't respond. You're like, hey, you know what? I, I can't or I'm busy or I'm in a different stage of life, you know, whatever it is. I realize they, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. If they're still in that mindset for them, they're like, oh, you know, he must be too good for us now. He doesn't have time. Which, yeah. You know, it, it's a defense mechanism and it is what it is. But, you know, it's it's just refreshing to know when you get to a point where you realize it's not about me. I'm just here to be used. And whatever happens is out of my control. I'm not going to take the credit for it because it doesn't belong to me anyways. Right. And I belong for the ride. I mean, I talked to a, a fellow reviewer yesterday and he and I were talking about, you know, channels and what's going on. And I just said, hey, you know, awesome job on your latest review and all those different things. 
And, uh, and he goes, yeah, he goes one, one step at a time. And this is someone who's got a, a very good channel and he's gaining quickly and doing things very well. And I said, yeah. And you know, then there's, you know, little old me and it wasn't a self deprecation of like, Oh, I suck, but it was just, you know, and then there's little old me with my new channel, but I, and my, my phrase was, I'm just along for the ride and whatever happens happens. And he responded, yeah. and that's exactly my mindset too. And it's cool when you see the humble people that know it's not about them. They're sure. the ones that take off. They're the ones that do well because you know that they're they're in it because of the passion they're not in it to go oh but do you know who i am do you know what my channel has subscriber wise it's yeah. not about that and they sit back and they go hey i'm just along for the ride fortunately my ride has just taken off and gone quickly lately and i'm excited to see where it goes from there yeah that's my favorite line do you know who i think i am yeah right <laughs> i just love that because you know it makes people laugh you know it's like but, you know, it's one of like, the most arrogant lines. And, you know, you and I, you know, we've told the story before. Of, like, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> do you know I don't care? Like, really, honestly, dude, like, do you know? Who, listen, I don't care if you're Elvis, dude. Like, I mean, if you're Elvis, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I kind of care then because it's like you're supposed yeah, right. to be dead, bro. Uh, can you make me <laughs> one of your famous sandwiches? Um, but, like, I don't care. I, I don't care who you are. I, I don't care, you know, like right now, like I, I don't, I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're Asian. Like we're all together. We're all, we're all, we're all friends. We're all family. I, I don't care. You know, listen, I care what your belief structure is. I do, but that doesn't change whether I care about you. Nope. And if you're just a genuine good person, you know, listen, I've had some great chats with some super like agnostic people and like super atheistic people and Scientologies and, all these different people that have these different mindsets and it doesn't make me right. It doesn't make them right. But like we can still have a conversation and be respectful of each other. I just don't have to agree with the things you're saying. I mean, even political. Yeah. If, you know, dude, I've got some freaking staunch uh, Democrats that come here to my house and, you know, I've got to listen to the, to the, to the libertard stuff. And, but, you know, I respect it, too. Like, even though I call them Democrats and Libertards, I still respect what they have to say. And I respect that that's their opinions. Sure. And we can have a conversation about it. And you know what, dude? I've learned a lot of stuff from them. And they have uh, their perspective. And just like you have yours, and neither one of you yeah. looks at the other and goes, you're an idiot. I can't associate with you. I mean, I've got a good college buddy of mine. He and I could not be more at polar opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to politics and different things of that nature. But we still can talk. We hang out. We're good friends. We'll message each other every once in a while. And it doesn't affect our friendship because we know you have a very different opinion than I do. Right. But that's part of what I love about you is we can have this dialogue and it doesn't turn into a negativity. Exactly. And we can respect each other. And and that's the most important thing. And I, I love that when I'm talking, you know, especially with one of my good friends that, you know, comes here on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, I love it because, you know, I'll make a statement and he goes, can you back that? I'm like, yeah, I, I read it, you know, here and this and the other thing. And they're like, can you send me that link? Mm -hmm. Should, yeah, cool. He's like, yeah, I would love to. And, and not out of like, oh, can you back that? Sure. Yeah. Send me the link. Oh, yeah, that's back check, yeah. the other thing. Oh, that's from the CDC. Like they don't know what they're talking about. Really? You just quoted me a bunch of numbers from the CDC. I'm showing you something else that proves my point. And, but he actually gets it because he wants to go, man, I want to research that and see if that's accurate because maybe my mindset is too much CNN and not enough Fox. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want to educate myself. And that's when everybody yeah. wins. 
when you can educate yourself and maybe not even change your perspective, but at least be open to there might be another reason for this or there might be another perspective on it and not get to the point where you're just defensive and deflective and go, oh, no, screw you. You've got a different opinion. That's when yes. real community takes place. That's when real conversations happen. Yes. And that's when you can sit back and go at the end, look, we can agree to disagree but it doesn't change my view of you. And they can look at you and say the exact Correct. same thing. But you also look forward to having those conversations. One of my student employees at work, I mean, she is very much liberal in her mindset and perspective on Christianity and different things. And I respect her opinion and she's got her perspective and that's fine. We sat in the office and dialogued. It wasn't an argument, it wasn't a debate, but we dialogued sure. back and forth for probably a good hour one day to the point where some of my other employees were like, uh, Tim, you really shouldn't have started it with her because uh, we don't know when this is going to end. But yeah. to this day, I appreciate her that much more because neither one of us left thinking you're way off base. You're an idiot. And and I just can't believe anybody would have that mindset. We've actually referred back to it a couple of times. And hey, remember when we had that conversation and we looked back on it fondly because we were able to have a constructive, educated conversation where we didn't put each other down. We didn't right. call her names. We didn't say, oh, you're you're not a human because you don't believe what I believe. But it was the act, yeah. it was the exact opposite of that. Well, and listen, I don't care. I mean, honestly, I don't even care if you're like, hey, dude, you're a freaking idiot, man. That's dumb. Let's uh, let's go grab some beers together. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to ruin a friendship. And, and listen, I don't need you to believe what I believe, you know, and when it comes to my actual belief about God and stuff like that, yeah, I would love for you to be introduced to that. And I'd love for you sure. to be able to have the experiences that I have. But I don't need you to believe that I what I believe. I need you to respect what I believe. Yes. And I need to respect what you believe. And there's a big difference. And I think so many times when people get in an argument or a discussion, they think that ultimately my goal is to make you believe what I believe. That's not it. Like, nope. We're all human. Sometimes you just want to be heard. Or sometimes, you know what, I want to give my opinion so that I can hear the devil's advocate and the opposite side of that opinion. And I may say something that is completely ignorant and stupid, which I've done. I mean, trust me, I'm good. I know what my foot tastes like because it enters my mouth a lot. Uh, and it's like, I'm okay with that. And if you're able to correct that in a respectful manner and show me some factual information to it, like, listen, I, I always love the arguments that ended, well, you're just a, you're just a Trump lover or you're just a hater or you're just a, you know, you're, you're, you, you're racist. Like that's what I love. Oh, you're just such a racist. Really? No. What you're saying is I'm out of argument. I'm out of anything to prove my point. And as a matter of fact, you've been successfully able to prove or disprove what I believed, but I just want to believe it because you're an idiot and I don't respect you at all. Yeah. Like you start throwing name calling at me and stuff like that. And, and you see it constantly, right? I mean, we see it in the media all the freaking time. It makes me sick. Oh, that guy's just a racist. No, he just said something that you don't agree with. Yeah. Or that made you uncomfortable because maybe you do agree with it. Yeah. Maybe. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say maybe you do agree with it, but it makes you uncomfortable because you've already told all your friends that you don't agree with it. And now you're going like, oh, that guy actually made a valid point. Uh, Yeah, he's a racist. Like. It, it, it's the, it's the, no pun intended. It's it's in their mind. It's the Trump card of like, well, I can't label it as anything else. So I'm just going to label that. it that way. And, and that's when it gets really unfortunate. And we're getting into psychology and 
relationships and conversation and all that. Beautiful. I love it. But it's but it's life, and that's yes, that's what you know. That's what we get to do as humans. We get to share life together, and sharing life doesn't mean that my life has to be your life and my perspective has to be your perspective. It means we can appreciate that in life there are different perspectives. That's what this country was founded on. I don't believe what they believe, so I'm going to go start my own country and let's go and have freedom of religion and have freedom of expression and have freedom of speech and have all these different things. Great. Do that. Be constructive about it. Don't be destructive about it. Don't go and, you know, tear down someone personally or tear down something physically or do anything else to try and prove your point that my side is better because unfortunately it doesn't work out that way. But that's what all of this is about is a living life and being able to have dialogue and talk about changing perspectives. I mean, shoot, we could get it. We could bring it into the cigar industry. Oh, you only like ring gauges smaller than a Robusto. What is wrong with you? You don't want to sit and have a three hour cigar with a 70 ring gauge. I'm not going to associate with you. No, I just no. don't want lockjaw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, but you look at the cigar industry. Yeah, there, there are those opinions. But when do you ever hear of someone in the cigar industry or in a lounge or at an event where someone looks at you and go, oh, you know what? You're you're smoking a Toro. That is the worst Vitola. Get out of my face. You just right. don't have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there has to be a certain level of respect for each other. And, and I think that's, um, you know, it's one of the things I love about the group that I have on Facebook is that there's a level of respect. And I've had some people, you know, I know that there's, you know, Brandon Chapin and William Gallahan that go back and forth and, Sometimes it goes a little extreme, but um, you know those guys. Those guys love each other, and like they become like brothers, and they built such a tight relationship that that's just what guys do. I mean, it was, that's what guys do. We banter, we have fun, uh, we get along, and you know what, dude? When they get off of that chat, they're probably on the phone because that's why they're not chatting anymore back and forth because they're probably on the phone with each other, going, "Oh, dude, oh, you're such a hillbilly," and you're like, "Ah, I know you're such a dumbass." Like it's just what guys do, right? And it doesn't mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I disrespect you. It just and, and listen, if you're offended by that, if I call you know, if I call you a, a hillbilly, and you're genuinely offended by that, say it. Like, hey, yeah. hey, time out, bro, time out. Like that's that's too far. You know, like we don't talk. Like I, I was saying something. To, I think I said a yo mama thing to one of my buddies, and he's like, he got real serious, and he's like, dude, we don't talk about my mom. Cool. Duly noted. Like, write it down. I got it. No mom jokes. Like, yep. Abundantly clear, bro. Like, <laughs> I like all my teeth still here. So uh, before you punch them out, no more mom jokes. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's where the respect comes in. Um, and, you know, listen. You can say your mama jokes to me all day long, and I, I, I just, I just don't care. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean everybody else does. Right. Yeah, so I, I remember there was an exercise I did in one of the seminars that I was staffing, and we would line up. Where everybody everybody got in a circle. <clears throat> so I used to do personal development seminars, um, and so we'd have everybody circle up, and there was we'd split them in half, right? So you had half the people facing in, half the people facing out. So you're you're always facing somebody in the circle, and you'd go around and you'd just hold up a one, a two, or a three. No talking. You're not allowed to talk at all. One, two, three. One was we're going to stand here awkwardly and stare at each other. Um, and that's, that's just my perception, right? That's not how we presented it. That's just how I saw it. Cause I'm, 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 I'm a number, I'm a three all the time. Uh, but number two is we're going to shake hands and number three is hug, right? 
So you have one, two, or three. And so like you'd go around in the circle and you'd switch and you'd stand there. And like you felt like you're standing there for an eternity half the time. But like I'm always like <laughs> three, like give me, I want a hug, you know? And like, <laughs> like and you know, then there's a person across from me and they hold up a one. That taught me a lot. Yeah. Because if that person holds up a one, I don't even I, I can't even put my hand out for a handshake. Yeah. And I certainly don't grab the person and pull them in for a hug. Like I have to stand there awkwardly and stare at them and, and you're, and you can't speak. So it's not like, dude, why are you holding up a one? Like, so in, in your mind, like it, your mind messes with you. Right. And you start thinking like, is there something on my face? Do I smell funny? <laughs> Did I offend this person? Why don't they want to give me a hug? Why do they feel so uncomfortable enough, like uncomfortable enough that they had to hold up a one and I'm a three and I, I want to hug this person. Clearly they're in pain. God, for love of God, let me hug this person. And like, yeah. I start, like I'd start getting frantic in my mind of like, I just want to hug this person because they need it. How can I fix this? How can I change this? I can't No, But you had to stand there and you had to respect that other person, right? Because obviously my hug is much more invasive than where their life is comfortable right now. So I can't force them into that. So I've got to step down to where that is, right? And like that's where we need to be. That's a mutual respect. Yes. That that doesn't mean that I now believe like, oh shit, everybody should be a one. So I'm gonna go to the next person and one. Like I think there was two people I held up a one with because I just just didn't like them. <laughs> like, don't touch me. <laughs> but, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you always had those people, but, um, and I would always tell them cause I just, again, like I, I feel like that just needs to be out in the open, but that was just such a powerful exercise for two reasons. One, it was, it was teaching you about that, that mutual respect yeah. and understanding where that line is. And number two is like teaching me just, it teaches you about yourself and what's that inner monologue. What are you saying to yourself? And many times that inner monologue makes us not makes us allows us to make the decision to disrespect the other person out of our own uncomfortability and our own fears. Yep. I was just going to say it, it's insecurity of how to, yeah, that's exactly what it's insecurity of how to handle it. So you instantly turn it on them. Well, the problem must be with them. Yeah, but it's you. Yeah. It's you like, Hey, stupid. Look at a mirror. The problem is with you. It's not with the, the person does not feel. Yes. Do they have issues? Oh, absolutely. There are one, they got some major issues. They don't want to hug. And so do I, because I'll touch anybody and give them a hug. Yeah. Like who beat you, dude? Like, it's like, you just, you kind of look at that person like, man, you are screwed up. And, and I'm talking, this isn't during COVID times either. Like yeah. right now, it's like, hey, you, screw you, dude. You know, it's like, no, I sneeze. Say bless you is a proper terminology. Yeah. Uh, I think you misspoke. Uh, but it's, you know, so you, you, you under, you realize that there's something, there's an issue in underlying with them. But if you're offended by that and you're you're irritated by that and it drives you absolutely batshit crazy, there's a problem with you that you need to look at. And until you pull your own weeds in your own yard, don't even dare complain about the weeds in the neighbor's yard. That doesn't yep. mean your yard has to be perfect. But, dude, if you're out there on your hands and knees pulling your own weeds, you can start talking to your neighbor. Yep. Got to know what? where you stand first. Yeah, and your neighbor will probably come over here and help you pull some weeds. Then you go help them pull some weeds. And now and you both one and you hug them, but you just say thank you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's how you help them, man. Like, hey, I got you started, buddy. I rolled the trash can over to you. <laughs> it's 115 degrees out. I'm going inside. Yeah. Thanks for helping me with my weeds. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs>
So I don't, I don't know how they do literally before the show. We're like, dude, what are we going to talk about? And I just know that God's always going to lead this where it needs to go. Um, yeah. And I love that about this. And I, I feel like yeah. I say that every single show, but I love that <laughs> about what down to the nub is about. And again, it's not about you. It's not about, you know, me. It's about sharing real life together around, you know, the excuse, the reason, whatever you want to call it of cigars but it's it's about sharing life together you know one of the phrases that has been stuck in my head since my oldest brother was discipling people and then i was discipling people and going through john 15 and doing different things is it was never a sales pitch to him the way he always expressed it was hey i'm gonna go through this come share life with me come right what you're learning so that i can share what i'm learning and that's what you know in, in a cigar arena that's what down to the nub is about we're here to share life together what are you learning what am i learning oh that's what you learned cool i never knew that i might learn something new you might learn something new but at the end of the day it's all about sharing life together and look we we've, we've both been blessed to have people that reach out and comment when we go live or when we do different things and say that is exactly what i needed to hear today right and we never have the intention of having this dynamic amazing show whether it's this pre-recorded or whether it's live on sundays we never have the intention of doing something so that somebody that's watching or listening will go that's exactly what i needed so that we yeah. can go oh that yes that that absolutely feeds me thank you that's exactly what i needed to hear we do it because frankly it helps both of us be able to share life together and other people get to chime in and join in and it just shows that we're all human and we all want this interaction regardless of any kind of background or stereotypes or anything none of them matter because we just come together and we have fun kumbaya my friend there you go <laughs> it's all kumbaya i was like literally looking around for my my show notes i'm like oh yeah that's right we don't do them we don't Never. do free show notes none of this is like pre-scripted there's i mean i wish i could turn the camera around right now and you can see my screen there's nothing there nothing pre-scripted and that's it's raw it's real i love it man it's amazing it's great it's huge it's awesome uh it's donald trump uh, and back to your trumping thing i love that like donald trump is our president right now by the way and i think it's awesome when people are like oh i'm gonna trump you and it's like ha, that has a different meaning today than it did when i was a kid i yeah. freaking love it man i think it's dude, anytime i hear somebody say that i'm like yeah uh, but president me uh, yeah yeah dude, I, I get i get really excited about that dude and i'm probably like over modulating this microphone right now screaming but that's okay because um that, that's my excitement and who i am yeah, but um, I don't know. Listen, uh, guys, if if you're if you got this far to the podcast, God bless your soul, man. We love you, holy Lord Jesus, man. You are way more screwed up than I am, but I appreciate you guys being here. Um, I do want to give a shout out, and Tim, you don't know this, but you know that I've been listening to this podcast, um, <clears throat> the Warriors and Wild Men podcast, dude. That podcast i was talking to rich from that podcast uh yesterday when i was driving into vegas um I, I just had to reach out to him i'm like brother you guys are crushing it on this podcast this stuff the truthitude that they are sharing on that podcast is dude it's it's mind-blowing and those two guys man are great i'm gonna get rich on our show uh he's he's got oh, yeah. he's coming on our show uh, there, there's, he doesn't he doesn't even have a choice like it's no. i'm gonna drag his ass here put him at gunpoint and make him be like on our show it is decided uh, Dude, I, I've been listening, and it's funny because I'm listening to the episodes in reverse. So it's like for some yeah. reason, the iTunes, whatever podcast 
gods decided that that's the order I need to listen to. I'm like, I'm going back like on, on the way home today, I'm listening to Kobe Bryant, like so not Kobe Bryant himself, but like listening to when Kobe Bryant, the helicopter went down and they're talking about that topic. And I'm like, we were just talking. I just went through like 15 episodes about COVID and now we're on to Kobe Bryant. Like I'm going back in time, man. So yep. I, I need to get a DeLorean and start listening to this stuff because I'm going back in time as I do. But listen, if you guys can listen to that, if you have an opportunity, uh, you know, that podcast is blowing my mind right now. And there's so many golden nuggets in that podcast um, that I really want to encourage you guys. Like if you're going to listen to another podcast uh, or if you don't like what I said, well, then don't listen to theirs. But <laughs> get on that podcast because it, it's it's changing my life. It's opening my eyes. It's giving me a new perspective. Uh, that that's just absolutely amazing. And I know that's a long shout out for them, but I, I'm really enjoying what they're putting out. Really, really enjoy it. They're just good, good people. And that's you know what, dude, I'll tell you this. He gave me a really good compliment on ours. Really? He's watched our podcast. That's awesome. I don't know how really? he found this, but praise God for that. Cause I talked to him about it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We had a cigar together over at Fox dude. And I talked to him about it and he's like, you guys are doing a great job. And it was like, Oh, like <laughs> I like I shrunk. <laughs> you mean, yeah, you mean what, we do, what we do? You know about? <laughs> yeah, it, it was the it was just the neatest thing, and, and it just it it really it was kind of a boost, and and I think that's probably why I'm a little bit amped up tonight because I've been listening to them like crazy, and when you listen to them, you go, ah, I get it, Brandon. Uh, but please go listen to them because they're doing a great job. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so, we're gonna wrap it up here as you yeah. said Brandon. for everybody that made it this far god bless you because well it, well it's our usual it. it's our usual non-formatted format where we just sort of free flow when we don't have anybody on and we're really enjoying leave comments uh down below if you're uh watching on youtube if you're listening on the podcast then Go to anchor.fm slash down to the nub and you can actually leave us a voice message. So do that. Give us your thoughts on this episode. You know, uh, we we enjoy the fact that we don't have to, and I'm going to say it that way intentionally, that we don't have to bring in a guest every time we do one of the pre-records that we yes. get. We've got some really cool people lined up coming up in the future for uh, our lives and for some different things that we're doing. But uh, we we love this format. So leave some comments. What are, you, what are your thoughts? What would you like to... Um, have us talk about about real life maybe whether it's cigar related or whether it's not because we just want to be real that's what it's about here at down to the nub um but if you are not already please uh follow us on all of our socials facebook instagram and twitter we are at down to the nub if you would like to help support the show because there are costs that go into it we have a yep. set up it's patreon.com slash down to the nub it's also down in the description in the show notes down below for when you watch and or listen to this uh, but thank you everybody for that, you know, for, for that tunes in. Well, I just have not improved as I'm talking. <laughs> I don't judge you. That's, that's, uh, you can judge it. Okay, I'm used to it. <laughs> Tim can't say nothing right tonight. I can't say nothing. We got this podcast on lockdown. We didn't we're, end this soon enough, did we? We're, we're so good. We're bad. Yes. But, but thank you everybody. Honestly yeah. and humbly. Thank you for what, um, what you allow us to do as corny as it sounds, we, we get to do this with you. Uh, and if therapy, bro, it is, it's therapy. And, and, and if you enjoy it and want to follow us, I just gave you all the information, please do so. Uh, and let your friends know about it, whether they enjoy cigars or not, 
look, the pre-records are much more about sharing life. The lives are fun so that everybody can get to know somebody from within the industry or yeah. an influencer or a reviewer. Uh, but this is real life. And that's what the podcasts are all about is sharing life together over a cigar and, uh, and just having fun. So thank you everybody for, uh, what you've made down to the nub. And uh, we look forward to what is coming in the future because we've got some fun stuff. And if you're not a Patreon member and you want to, again, please feel free to do that because we've got some really, really cool stuff coming up for our Patreon supporters. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the stuff coming up. Actually, I need to get it done. Uh, but we got some really cool things coming up for them. And um, listen, guys, we I, I want to say it also as myself. Like, I, I appreciate your time. It's valuable to us. This is therapy for us. We're going to be talking anyways. Uh, yep. We love that we get to share our conversations with you and that you guys get to be a part of it. And the best way for you to be a part of it is to leave us a comment, say hi, leave us, leave us a voicemail. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, apparently it is. So do that thing of the voicemail so that Tim can do his thing with it. Whatever that thing is, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll end up on the show somehow because he's the super genius behind this. Uh, but I truly love you guys. I appreciate every moment that you spend with us. And I hope that every single one of you have an amazing rest of your week. Tune in on Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific with us because we have an amazing live show. If you've not yet tuned in, join us on that because it is a lot of fun. You actually get to live, ask questions, and make comments uh, with the guests that's on the show. Get any questions you have answered. And it is it is just a lot of fun. It's something different. And um we love seeing all of you guys on there and, and that just continues to grow. And that's because of you. So thank you guys for your time and for your love and your care and compassion uh, as much as we have uh, for this industry and just to be able to share and just be family. So we love you guys. Look forward to seeing all of your comments and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Catch you next time. Bye.